0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. Kane Velasquez goes out, Hulk Hogan goes under. What about you, Nick Aldis? I'm going retro. For Thursday, November the 7th, 2019, this is your Cultaholic Daily Wrestling News. I've seen a ghost and that ghost's name is Cain Velasquez Cain Velasquez is the man who won the UFC heavyweight championship from Brock Lesnar and Velasquez is here and he's marching right to the ring it's looking like Cain Velasquez's injury is a lot worse than WWE were hoping he had that short not very sweet match with Brock Lesnar at WWE Crown Jewel because uh, we knew he was working somewhat injured. There was hopes that he could avoid having surgery and just sort of push on through. Um, There was a big... Tag team match that had been hyped locally in Mexico City for the end of this month. Rey Mysterio teaming with Kane Velasquez. Uh, It's since been reported that that match has now been changed and Rey Mysterio will team with Humberto Carrillo instead. So the fact that they won't even put Kane Velasquez in a tag team match situation suggests that the injury to his leg is probably a lot worse uh, than they were hoping. Of course, Kane came into the company with an injury and there was talk that he would probably need surgery down the road. And the fact they have pulled this already very hyped match uh, suggests that they, um, they that he's going to have to have surgery sooner rather than later. This is a great opportunity for Umberto Carrillo, who replaces Rey Mysterio in that match. Now, Umberto Carrillo is a guy who has had some amazing exposure on Monday Night Raw in the last couple of weeks and at Crown Jewel last Friday as well. He is very much tipped to be the next big Mexican star for WWE. And I genuinely think he's one of these guys that could become a massive player in the company in years to come. So I'm all for uh, Umberto replacing Kane Velasquez in this match. But of course, we send our best to Kane Velasquez. Not the most auspicious start to his WWE career. You know, first, uh, a couple of awkward takedowns with Brock Lesnar, uh, that match at Crown Jewel, and now what looks like uh, a lengthy bit of time on the shelf. When he is back, I am excited to see what Kane Velasquez will do. If I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, I will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance, it's not an albatross that is gonna sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you could get on Amazon for $3 or or at any flea market. I neglected to read about the upbringing you had. That was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper-class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. So last night on AEW Dynamite, Cody cut a fiery, fiery promo that you heard a little bit of just then addressing his match at full gear this Saturday. Possibly I would say the best promo he's ever done. It was, it was amazing. I, I don't want to put the whole thing in. I'd like you to, to go and check it out for yourself. Of course, Jack will have his opinions later on when he does AEW graded on the Holly YouTube channel. But the gist of it was that Cody has said that if he cannot beat Chris Jericho at full gear for the AEW title, he will never challenge for the AEW championship again. Now, this may not necessarily lead to the belief that, oh, Cody's definitely going to win then. Because Cody Cody is running the company. Cody may not want to be in the title mix because he's too busy running the show. The whole thing with the first night was he, he was one of the first. His match was first. Him and Sammy Guevara had the first ever match on AEW Dynamite. And then once that match finished, Cody went backstage, put the headset on and just carried on calling the show. So maybe this is a, a, an effort from Cody to step away uh, from some main title pictures and, and allow other people to take that opportunity. We'll see. I'm pretty confident that will have a blinder. Uh, they are in the main event of the night at AEW Full Gear this weekend. Also, the Young Bucks are going to be taking on Santana and Ortiz a match that was built after the Rock and Roll Express were attacked by Santana and Ortiz. Ricky Morton going through that stage was unb- unbelievable. Adam Page goes one-on-one with PAC. Bia Priestley is facing Britt Baker. The women's title match, is, uh, the women's championship is on the line as Rio defends against Emi Sakura. Uh, SoCal Uncensored are defending their AEW tag team titles against the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. Three-way tag team shenanigans. And we'll now see also Joey Janela taking on Sean Spears alongside Tully Blanchard at AEW Full Gear this weekend. It was a busy night for AEW Dynamite and at NXT as well. We will be running down both on the Cultaholic YouTube channel a little bit later on today. Now, I'm not one to plug another podcast network, but Corey Graves, After the Bell podcast for WWE, Oh, it's, it's a must listen. Uh, this week, he talked about the Saudi Arabia situation and really, really went for it. Uh, he said the following. What really got to me was when the rumors started coming out. The first one being Mr. McMahon, that Vince McMahon left everybody in Saudi Arabia. That is not true. And I'm going to tell you why. If you work here, you know that every week, no matter where on the planet we are, as soon as the final bell rings, as soon as it is made sure that all of the talent is okay, whoever is in this last match... Whoever is in the last match, Vince gets on his jet and the guy goes home or to the next city because he's busy running WWE. It wasn't like he said, to hell with the talent, to hell with the crew. Vince did exactly as he has done every week without fail. That is how things operate every week. And this was no different. I think this After the Bell podcast, along with WWE backstage, is going to be a really good tool for WWE when stories like this break if you've got an outlet which is happy to talk behind the scenes stuff in the way that this does, uh, I think it's going to be really useful for them to have that and I think Corey Gray spoke very frankly and very openly about it. From that Saudi Arabia situation, there was a lot of chaos, but also a lot of opportunity. That's Shayna Baszler! Oh, oh my god! That is the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler! But sending Ooh. Bailey into the post, one of the most dangerous women in all of sports entertainment. And she is taking dead aim at the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey. Ooh. Shayna Baszler was speaking to Sporting News about that moment on Friday Night SmackDown. Shayna said, I actually wasn't booked for anything NXT-wise for the rest of the week. I had Friday and Saturday off. So I crushed it in the gym thinking, okay, I can kill myself in here right now because I can rest for a couple of days. I was on my way home and got the call to pack up and be ready to leave right now. The plane landed and the show had started already. I left my bags on the shuttle and I ran from the bus to the ring. That is not an exaggeration. It wasn't like we cut it close. I literally ran. There was someone waiting, and I ran off the shuttle, and when we got to the venue, I got straight in the ring. It was pretty wild. One hell of a showcase for Shayna Baszler and all the NXT guys on Friday Night Smackdown, and again on Monday Night Raw. As, as the guy on Cultaholic that covers NXT-graded, I, I feel like a bit of a proud dad. On the subject of NXT, we're sending our best to the Velveteen Dream. Looks like he is legitimately hurt. Uh, He's going to be missing Survivor Series action, which is really gutting because there were some rumors doing the rounds that Velveteen Dream will be matched up with Alistair Black. That doesn't look like it's going to happen at all, according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, who says he is genuinely hurt and uh, he could be out of action until next year. He's going to be an absolute miss. On NXT. But the the great thing is, he's the Velveteen dream. He is a future megastar. So when he comes back, he will just pick up exactly where he left off. Arn Anderson was talking on his podcast The Arn Show about one of his favorite WWE guys Luke Harper. Arn Anderson said, I doubt very seriously if anybody could show me a match that Luke Harper was in that they say wasn't very good. He's just that good and he's just that valuable. There is a character just sitting there waiting for somebody to groom and manufacture and turn into a prize and a very valuable piece of the company. I hope somebody sees it, spots it, recognizes it and Makes it happen because the guy has got the goods. Arn Anderson is a tough guy to please. If you're impressing Arn Anderson, you're doing all right. Some WWE guys are working indie shows in the next couple of weeks. Only Larkin and Danny Burch are going to be facing Jordan Devlin and Scotty Davis for the Progress Tag Team titles at Progress Wrestling's Chapter 98 in London on the 24th of November. Also, Volta is going to be at Evolve 141 in Michigan on December the 6th. And again, uh, the following night uh, for Evolve 142. Busy weekend for Volta just before Christmas. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was chatting to Sports Illustrated. He said he's going to be undergoing some back surgery next Tuesday. He says, I'm going in to fuse six left. He says they're going to fuse six levels together. So we'll see how I feel after that. There is so much rumor circulating about one more match for Hulk Hogan. Hogan has gone on record to say he doesn't want his last match in wrestling to have been in TNA. Bit harsh. So maybe this is one of these things to make him feel more comfortable so he can get back in there one more time. Oh, It's going to happen next year, isn't it? Hogan's back in 2020. Tyson Fury is scheduled for SmackDown tomorrow night. It's coming out of Manchester. They're doing a, a, a quick run of the United Kingdom. Uh, Tyson Fury is set to be a massive part of that show. Tyson Fury has said that he is keen to fight Brock Lesnar. He talks about this on the latest edition of After the Bell with Corey Graves. So maybe we're starting to build towards some sort of fury program with Lesnar this weekend. We will see. I'm sure Manchester will make the Gypsy King feel very welcome. Some rough numbers for WWE backstage. Yikes. Uh, 49,000 viewers tuned in, according to Jed I. Goodman from Showbuzz Daily. Didn't even make the top 150. This is a bit worrying when you consider that the first shows, the preview shows, were drawing around half a million. The first one on October 15th did 597,000. uh, The one after that, which on which aired on October 25th, drew 426,000. This is a real drop-off. This has to be some sort of weird anomaly. Like nobody loses interest that quick, do they? (laughs) These newfangled video games are too hard. Hello, boys and girls. This is the national treasure and the world's champion, Nick Aldis, and I'm here to announce. But the NWA is coming to Retro, retro Mania Man Wrestling. Wrestling. Stars like myself, Colt Cabana, the Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol. Hey, do you want a challenge for the 10 pounds of gold? Well you can buddy, in Retro Mania Wrestling. Coming to the PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I'm going retro. Retromania Wrestling, coming in 2020. I was already super excited for Retromania next year. I'm now more so because the stars of NWA power are now confirmed to be in the video game, as confirmed by Nick Aldis right there. Uh, So if you've not heard, Retromania is the sort of spiritual successor to WWF WrestleFest. The arcade game from the early '90s. If you look at clips of this game, you will just go, "Oh my days!" That's Wrestlefest, but the graphics are a little bit cleaner. Still got that nice 16-bit feel. It's got a massive roster of wrestlers from the independent circuit. We are now not just adding the NWA roster, but you will be able to compete on the NWA Power st- uh, Sound, the NWA Power Soundstage. In all it's glory, I, I do you know what? Genuinely, I am giddy to play this game. <laughs> I know Retromania aren't looking for beta testers, but lads, any, any chance of a copy? I, I mean, I'm not one to use my, my power for evil, but work for Cultaholic. If I could have a free copy early, that'd be great. Thank you. Hey, that'll do it for the Cultaholic Daily News Podcast for today. Coming up later on, not only is it AEW graded day, not only is it NXT graded day, but you will have your AEWTF moments from Ross Twiddell as well on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Incidentally... Talking of AEW and Ross Twiddell, check out a brand new episode of Straight to Hell with Ross Twiddell featuring AEW's latest signing, Anthony Agogo. A lot of it is real. I mean, you can't fake bumps. You can't fake You can't fake forearms to the, to the face. They hurt, man. <laughs> they hurt. You can't fake, you cannot fake chops, mate. That's one thing you cannot fake. You can't pull them. You've got to go whack and chop through the body to get that noise and... When people sell a chop to the body, they ain't selling, that bloody hurts. Yeah, I know. That's available for you right now on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. I love you, bye.